0: I was sitting in the library and reading about mobile phones. And I thought, wow, it was 1984. And I said, this is going to change the world. And I said, I've got to basically do something in this area. And uh, so I went to my professor and asked him, hey, how do I go about doing this? And he said, I can't supervise you, but you can go to America and hear are professors who might be able to. So I wrote to them. One gave me a scholarship and I came to do a PhD in mobile phones. Everyone told me at that time, you're nuts because you won't get a job. There's got to be a million phones sold by 2000 and nobody's going to be working on this. And by the way, these phones are big, but of course all technology evolves. And I said, I think I had a conviction to continue. And the minute I graduated, I had multiple people wanting to actually hire me. The first person would give me a job and an exciting job I could join and that was GE Corporate Research. I took the job, I built a team and we started basically... Inventing not just multiple cellular standards, but my boss came to me one afternoon and said, Hey, uh, invent a 10 meter link. I was not the main inventor. My colleagues were. Well, that's called Bluetooth today. You created that? Uh, I didn't create it personally. My boss came to me with a napkin after lunch, and I had a whole research team. So we were basically working on 3G at that time. We were working on Bluetooth, and we were working on mobile satellite systems. And so together, A lot of us contributed, but, uh, you know, we also created a mobile satellite system that provides service even today uh, over Southeast Asia. So lots of inventions, and it was the best 18 years of my life, basically creating, building, and launching products around the world. So is there anything that you worked on that
1: you think was the right idea, but maybe just before its time? For example, we had another guest on our show, Sun Yu, who came up with an early version of Shazam, but at a time before streaming services or iTunes, there was just nowhere to send people to once they knew the song. Have you had a really great
0: idea that flopped because it was just too early for the market? Yeah, actually, I have in my book I talk about one incident that I have a fair amount of regret about. And in 2002, you know, we had built a phone called the B900 in Ericsson and Sony Ericsson. It was a full screen phone, which used a, a little pen, a stylus to basically pick icons. It was very much like the modern smartphone. It was a superb phone. And my boss and I used to meet regularly after dinner. And she uh, told me, Sandeep, you know, the future is all about the user interface. This was way back in 2002. And he said, you know, we should get rid of this pen, and we should get people to basically use their fingers to pick icons, do things on their screen, no more keypads and stuff like that. And he had this vision of the, making this phone thinner and having this beautiful intuitive interface called the feel interface, which Sony had invented. And if he had done that, it would have been the perfect precursor to the iPhone. For business reasons, the business decided to kill that product. Oh jeez. Every time you see an iPhone right now, you're probably like, jeez. No, no, but actually I credit I credit Steve Jobs and say, you know what? He had the guts to do this. We didn't. Got it. And so the conviction he had goes back to what I said earlier. This is why I admire him. He had the conviction to bet his business on it. And it is where, what got him to where he is.